Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to worship on this beautiful Pentecost morning. And I want to say a particular welcome to Heather's cat that I don't think we've met before. But if you can see Heather's tile, she has the most beautiful cat that is literally settling down to listen in, uh, looking straight at the screen and looking at all of us. So if you get a chance to say hi and wave to Heather's cat, we'll no doubt find out his or her name later on. It's also particularly appropriate that today we are joined by friends and family from across the country and around the world. Uh, and it's great to see so many folk in red tops and yellow tops and red scarves and red flowers and yellow flowers and all sorts of things really to mark the fact that this is the morning of Pentecost. You are all very welcome. We've actually loaned some of our members to other Zoom churches this morning. We're getting quite gallus now about this. So Ian is off preaching at Dunfermline West Baptist Church this morning, and Lena is preaching in Australia. Luckily, their service is at 5 p.m., which is just about now in Australia, and she and George are taking part in the service at South Yarra Baptist Church in Melbourne. Um, so we lend people and we borrow people, and it's lovely. Our service this morning will be led by our minister, Katrina, and some other familiar voices from the congregation, including Adi and Moji and Brian. Hope you managed to print off the order of service or have it there on maybe your phone or another device so that you can sing along with the hymns as we go. Obviously, there's no evening service, but again, just a reminder that if you'd like to join in at 7 p.m., with the Scottish Baptist Union's prayer broadcast, just go to Facebook Live and their page is facebook.com forward slash Scottish Baptist forward slash live. Next Sunday morning, we'll gather again at 11 a.m., but as always, in the week in between, if you need help with essential shopping or collecting a prescription, just give me a call. These are all our notices. Thank you, Anne. It is Pentecost Sunday, a very special day in the church year. And so we're going to start with some words from the Old Testament from the prophet Joel. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And so let's join our voices in our first hymn.
And so let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray together. Holy wisdom of God. How strange. How slightly risque, perhaps, to approach you by this name. Holy. Sacred. Mysterious. Set apart from all that is everyday and ordinary. Too marvellous for us to understand. A mystery beyond our words. Wisdom. Insight. Discernment. Understanding beyond information. Knowing beyond knowledge. Phrenesis. Intuition. Savvy, sus, nous, and so many more inadequate words. Holy wisdom, godly insight, divine intuition, spirit of truth and grace. On this day, set aside to celebrate your activity. We rejoice in the mystery that unites us. Acknowledge the finitude that limits us. Confess the sinfulness that saddens us. Pray for situations that burden us. And seek your healing to comfort and strengthen us. And we do so as we join our voices with those of so many others across the globe, in other languages, in other times, as we say the words Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise a voice? To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all that live. O simple ones, learn prudence, acquire intelligence, you who lack it. Yea, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. All the word of my mouth are righteous. Take my instruction instead of savor and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than juice, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. 
the Lord created me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of long ago. Ages ago, I was set up at the first, but before the beginning of the health. I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always. Rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the human race. And now my children, listen to me. Happy are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Happy is the one who listens to me. For whoever finds me, find life and obtain favor from the Lord. Listen together uh, for the word of God in Scripture. A shoot shall come out of the stock of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and insight, the Spirit of counsel and power, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by appearances. He gives no verdict on hearsay, but judges the poor with integrity and with equity gives a verdict for the meek of the earth. And then in the gospel as told by John, Jesus said, 
I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees nor knows it. You know it because he abides with you and she will be with you. I will not leave you orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am, my, I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me and those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. I have said all these things to you while I am with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. And then from the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared amongst them and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in their own native language. For the word of God through scripture, for the word of God within us, and for the word of God amongst us, thanks be to God. So that's lovely, wonderful music in other languages. So here we are on Pentecost. Pentecost, which coincides with the Jewish festival of Shavuot, which marked the wheat harvest and also commemorated the re reception of the Torah by Moses. 
often viewed as the birthday of the church. And in fact, if you've, like me, have tuned into services online this morning, you'll probably have heard that said so many times. You're a little bit fed up with that. The day when God's spirit powerfully propelled fearful followers out of their lockdown lives and onto the busy streets. It's a wonderful festival. It's full of colour and energy, joy and exuberance. But we need to be honest, don't we? Even with the slow and gentle easing of lockdown restrictions here in Scotland, and even as the number of reported cases of COVID-19 continues to fall, that exuberance doesn't fit with our experience this year. Most of us, most of the time, will remain behind closed doors. And some of us will have been remaining, remaining behind closed doors for a very long time already and, and nothing here has changed about that. And we do so because that's the wise thing to do, the healthy thing to do, the helpful thing to do. And that's why, at least in part this year, although we've heard the words from Luke in Acts about the dynamic spirit characterised by fiery winds and fiery flames, powerful winds even, <laughs> fiery flames, I'm actually choosing to focus instead on John's account of a gentle advocate, a word also translated as paraclete, as comforter, as helper. We actually need both of these images. We need to hold them together and not lean only to one or the other. But today, it feels right to emphasise the gentle side of the spirit. I reckon it was more than 30 years ago that I sat in my bed doing my daily Bible readings, opened up my scripture union Bible notes, and the focus was on the Holy Spirit. And there, in black and white, from a nice evangelical stable, I saw for the first time that the Holy Spirit is described by feminine nouns. I'd heard this before, but in the circles I moved, the Holy Spirit was always referred to as he. And for me, that was a significant moment in my middle 20s, to be given permission to refer to God using language that wasn't male, that wasn't power, that wasn't strength, to recognise within God gentleness, tenderness, and even, yes, femininity. God's Holy Spirit was there even before time. She hovered over the chaos was active in the work of creation. God's Holy Spirit was promised by the prophet Joel to all people, slaves and free, female and male, and if we can nick a bit from Galatians, Jews and Gentiles. God's Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove the bird of peace, and rested on Jesus of Nazareth after his baptism. 
Jesus who I have come to know as my saviour, as the one who guides and directs my life, the one whose story shapes my understanding. The Holy Spirit who came in a special and profound way to people who were frightened and bewildered on a day when everybody around them was rejoicing and they didn't know what to do. Of course, we can never find words adequate to describe God because God goes beyond all human understanding. And words are slippery. They change their meaning over time. Read some old hymns and you have to change the words because actually some of those words don't work anymore in our, our language. But God's Holy Spirit is described by a word in the New Testament that uh, we're going to focus on a bit today, and that word is paraclete. There is a legend that in the time of the reign of King Ptolemy, 72 Jewish scholars were each locked up on their own in a room and asked to translate the Torah from Hebrew to Koine Greek, the everyday language. And according to that legend, when they got the 72 translations and set them side by side, they were word for word identical. Well, whether that's true, whether that's not true, I do believe that God inspired that translation from the Hebrew into the everyday Greek language. And this is the version of the Torah that would have been used in synagogues at the time of Jesus. Most people would have heard it in Greek rather than in Hebrew. But they had to make kinds of decisions that Bible translators have had. When you find a word in one language, how do you translate it into another? How do we define a word to describe this divine wisdom that we hear about, particularly in the poetic writing, like, like Proverbs, which Adi Amoji read so beautifully for us. They chose a word, Sophia. Sophia often used as a name. Hey, I even have a cat called Sophie. I have a wise cat. Sophia meant something like clever, skillful, and intelligent. So this is part of the characteristics they tried to capture as they described God's spirit. Time went on and people decided it was time to translate it all into Latin, the Vulgate translation of scripture. And they chose another feminine name, Sapientia, which means something like discerning or insightful. And it's these characteristics, if you like, the insight that goes beyond knowledge or comprehension that are seen in the call of Lady Wisdom, as she is sometimes referred to, such as in the book of Proverbs. And as I'm saying that, I'm very conscious the word instinct has been used in a very unhelpful way recently. So we'll just park that understanding of the word instinct and stick with this godly understanding of intuition, 
discernment, insight that is wise, not selfish. I guess what struck me though this week as I was reflecting again is it's not the gender of God's spirit, whether that's male or female or neuter because all three are used within the scriptures, but rather her personality, her characteristics and her influence within creation that matter. In the Gospel of John, if we'd read it in Greek, the word used is paraclete, or what I mentioned a few minutes ago. And that word literally means somebody who's called alongside. So what Jesus says to his followers is, I will ask the Father, his Father, God, 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 and one will be sent to come alongside you. One will be called alongside you. Well, guess what? When you had to try translating that into English or other languages, you had to do all that stuff again to work out what word to use. And very often in English translations of the Bible, we have the word advocate, which has Latin origins, which means something like to call for or to speak on behalf of. An intercessor, if you like, to use a word that theologians might like. Or a go-between. That's one of the descriptions. There's a book I have about the Holy Spirit who refers to her as the go-between God. The problem with the word advocate, I think, particularly for us here in Scotland, but in a lot of Western Europe, is that it has legal understandings for many of us. We think of an advocate as a lawyer. And that puts God in the role of a, a judge and us in the role of, well, presumably an accused criminal who needs an advocate to speak up for us. And I don't think, I really don't think that is what is meant here. This advocate is, if we like, a comforter, a helper, a much gentler understanding of what God's spirit is about. The comforter comes and sits alongside us in the moments when we are filled with despair or sorrow. The helper sits with us when we're trying to make sense of things that are confusing and bewildering. How do we weigh up all this information? And also a healer who brings us wholeness, who restores our true humanity when events might seek to do otherwise. The spirit who prompts our intuition to spot inconsistencies and also to make connections. The spirit who urges us onwards, who enables us to reflect and to respond in ways that perhaps mere intellect and cold facts can't. Spirit sometimes leads us in ways that surprise us. I never, ever in a million years expected to be called to ordained ministry, but here I am, more than 20 years since I began my training. I never thought I would be a minister in Scotland because that was a closed country to women back then, but here I am. I never thought we would be online on Zoom, but here we are, and it is special. And it is beautiful, and God's Spirit is active among us as we do so. 
The prophet Joel gave a promise that one day God's spirit would descend on everybody. Everybody. And that's what we celebrate at Pentecost. That people would dream new dreams and see new visions. That they would be empowered to speak up for truth and justice, to challenge unfairness, to see what is wrong and to call it out. When those who were frightened and unsure discovered they had the confidence to be the people Jesus had called them to be. Lockdown restrictions are easing and we don't know where that will go or how fast it will go or how many bumps and twists and turns there might be in the road. But we do know that we will need wisdom and insight. We do know we will need gentleness and kindness with each other, with our neighbours, with ourselves. And we need to be reminded, perhaps, that God's gentle spirit is with us, alongside us, to comfort us when we need comfort, to help us when we need help, to heal us when we need to be made whole. Amen. As we come to our prayers for others, I'm going to ask if you're not watching on gallery view, if you wouldn't mind just swapping to that for a moment. It just means going on your screen to the top where it says either speaker view or gallery view. And if you hit gallery view, it lets you see all of us, all the sort of small tiles. And there's a wee arrow just at the right of the screen that lets you move across the three pages of us. That's how many of us there are. 
three pages of us all. And just take a moment, would you just kind of, well, just to look at one another, really, and see all the familiar faces. In our prayers this morning, um, um, and could I say, by the way, if you're on the phone, I realize you can't do that. So would you maybe just try to call to mind some of the faces of the people that you love? Having done that, let us pray. This is the moment when we remember how God surprises us with gifts beyond our asking. So let us give thanks to God for the gifts and the insights that we already perceive among us. In the silence of our hearts, we name and give thanks for the gifts already to be found in the folk gathered for worship this morning. For their wisdom, for their insights, for each one's unique understanding. Generous God, help us to affirm each other's gifts, encouraging those gifts which are barely glimpsed, applauding those which are hard won, and nurturing those which are still fragile. And now let us ask God for the gifts and the insights that we still need for our work and our witness. In the silence of our hearts, we ask for those gifts that would enrich both our life together and our ministry in the world. Generous God, we confess that we will never be enough for all that needs to be done, but we wait in hope to receive all that you would offer us and give us the wisdom we need to use your gifts with courage and humility. Especially at this moment, our world needs wise leaders. And BMS asks us to pray today for their partner organisations who prepare women and men for leadership within the church through theological education and formation. So today we pray for the International Baptist Theological Study Centre in Amsterdam for the Arab Baptist Theological Seminary in Lebanon, 
for the Lima Baptist Seminary in Peru. For Nepal Bible College, which itself is under new leadership. And for Bethlehem Bible College, who this coming week will host a conference with the title Christ at the Checkpoint, seeking for wisdom on how to follow Jesus in times of conflict. We pray that this conference will encourage and inspire all leaders who are working for peace and for justice in Israel-Palestine. The Baptist Union of Scotland asks us to pray today for the churches at Danoon and Dunfermline West. During lockdown, the congregation at Danoon has begun to study Bible college modules and they ask us to pray that this will deepen the faith and increase the understanding of the church family there. And we pray for Dunfermline West Baptist as Ian and some of the students from the Scottish Baptist College lead the Zoom service there this morning. May all who teach in our seminaries and our Bible colleges impart not only knowledge, but wisdom to their students. And finally, we pray for ourselves. This week, we remember Edith and Tom, Bethany, Emma and Drew, Wendy, Steve, Neil and Anita and Bonnie, Dr. Beth, Joyce and Morag. Grant each one of them wisdom as they negotiate the challenges of living and working in lockdown. And we are asked to remember to the managers, help them to deal wisely and well with the challenges of administering a charity alongside the privilege of serving a community. Loving God, we believe that nothing is impossible with you, that nothing is ever lost or wasted, and that nothing goes unnoticed in your eternal love for us and for the world. Give us the courage and the strength to use all the gifts and insights that you have given us in the service of your kingdom and fill our hearts with gratitude as those who have already been given far more than we will ever earn or deserve. Amen.
And so may God's Sophia wisdom inspire and encourage us. May God's Christ, Jesus, lead us and guide us. May God, eternal love, embrace and sustain us, now and always. Amen. <laughs>